You're listening to Almost Diplomatic, DC-based podcast that discusses geopolitics, national security, a whole bunch of nonsense over beers. And as a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this episode are those of the participants and do not represent any entity that they volunteer with or are employed by. Enjoy! Hey everybody, welcome back to Almost Diplomatic. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me today is... Lex Cardone. Robert Thomas. Kevin Truitt. And we're recording on January 18th, 2020. So, uh, we're going to be talking about Starship Troopers today. <laughs> the movie. Starship and the book. And the book. And if you want to surprise, there is a book. The franchise, so <laughs> to mean, speak. Uh, we're not going to get too much of the franchise. There's like a yeah. series of films, but like... Yeah, and the, only, the first one's the only good one. Well, good in air quotes, <laughs> since you can't see that. Yeah, since it's a I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a movie, who doesn't know it is, it's a movie that came out in 1997, so 23 years ago, so some people listening might not have been alive. Yeah. I actually saw it came out. in theaters when I was seven years old, oh. or six, six years old. It was scary. <laughs> I was probably way too young to be seeing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, My parents wouldn't let me see it. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw it on the TV for the first time like a couple years after that. I don't yeah. know. But it's when. better. The un- unedited version is better. Oh, like, yeah. For TV, they get rid of all the good stuff, like the blood and the boobs and the Mormons. Yeah. yeah. And the Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> Censor those Mormons. Yeah. Don't. Sorry, Mormon extremists. No yeah. offense. Really controversial topics. Yeah, uh, so we, just, we literally just got to watching the movie uh now we're gonna talk about it uh but before we yeah, get no, no, did, did, we didn't just watch the movie this is on the book too like it some of us spent the last several days working through the book i mean i read it a couple years ago three of us have read the books yeah <laughs> that's right kevin <laughs> <laughs> we're all looking at each other <laughs> we're mostly looking at lex but like <laughs> Um, hey everyone, welcome to. Redo, <laughs> <laughs> redo, no, no. Um, so, but before we get into that whole mess, um, we're gonna do it, open our beers, which we're drinking Voodoo Ranger Starship IPA. By so thematic, yeah. Mm. By we, I mean Rob and I. As Sounds scrumptious. Kevin and Lex are not drinking today. I have feelings. I had one last night. So. Yeah, okay. the aroma. The aroma. Okay. It's not very good. I, don't I like mean, it. it's not. A, I don't think it's bad. I think it's just nothing. It's nothing special. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's hoppy, but not like like I didn't like the flavor. Like normally, I'm okay with IPAs, but I really it like it's. That's it. surprising because I usually really like New Belgium. No, so do I. I, yeah. I like it. It's, it's not like oh man, I love this. Like the yeah. last one we had actually, because like, the last episode we did, um, the 2010s one, we yeah. had um, the Voodoo Ranger American Haze, which I actually really liked. It was a right. nice hazy IPA. Huh. This isn't bad though. I like this. It's uh, fine. It's, it's described as brewed with out of this world galaxy ho- galaxy hops. Starship IPA will blast your taste buds with notes of fresh grapefruit and citrus. Blast the bug menace with <laughs> hints of citrus and other stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get there was there was well. a, there was a nucleus of a good joke there. <laughs> Would you like to know more? <laughs> no. Aww. All right. Um, what do you guys think? Where would you rank this as? You guys, <laughs> I'm apparently plural now. Well, Kevin, uh, Kevin had it last night. Yeah, out of what five? Yeah, two. Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> I like new Belgium in general, but I don't really like it. How many decimal points can I go down? Point three zero nine two. Point two five. I'll put it like a two point seven five, just shy of a three. Okay, we're going to three point five because um, my vote matters the most. You put you put it a four. I put it three five. Oh, okay. 
That makes more sense. Mm. You're skewing <laughs> the data. I have four votes. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's it's like we have all have choice, but then we don't because I have the app in my phone. <laughs> Okay. It's a democracy, but you've rigged the voting machines. So yeah, it's well. like, we're gonna, and we're gonna talk about a sort of democracy in uh, Starship Troopers. Also, um, democracy air quotes. Yeah, it's it's complicated. Well, Service. most democracies historically have air quotes around them. Right. Service. These are giant air air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I th- so. I think it's the first part to really describe is like the difference because there's there's vast differences between the book and the movie. So, Robert. So for anyone who saw the ridiculous 90s film and didn't realize that it was based loosely, very, very loosely, very loosely. on and a book. And uh, it's a parody of the book, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the original Starship Troopers was a novel by Robert Heinlein, one of the most famous science fiction authors of the 20th century, uh, written in the late 50s. And... There's a sort of shared premise that involves humanity in the future ending up in a war against uh, a, as the uh, sort of slang title suggests, bug-like race of aliens. But the similarities are somewhat loose on most points. Uh, the, (laughs) The book is more of a philosophical novel in the traditional sense. Uh, It's not actually very action-based um you i mean you have battles depicted in it but it spends proportionately more time on like the main narrator character uh rico's time in in boot camp it's a lot of time, uh, and a lot in of the time, classroom yeah, than it a lot of time does in the classroom on on the battlefield uh focusing on these sort of personal reflections and development and moral and political questions uh whereas the uh the movie itself that then came many decades afterwards is yeah sort of a parody of it but it's it's kind of satire it's it's kind of hard well it's kind of hard to think of it as a as a direct parody because its premise is just so fundamentally different uh it's it's much more of a traditional action film with lots of campiness um (laughs) but it's it's not engaging super consistently with the actual subject matter and themes of the novel even in a satirical way uh it's Mm. kind of doing its own thing with some shared touch points and sometimes it'll be really subtle like taking very specific bits of dialogue and spinning them with a different tone but it's it's really satirizing something else beyond the novel um, it's it's satirizing a sort of triumphalist uh, militarism and propaganda yeah. and <clears throat> and a certain spin on that that's not actually present in the novel, which is much more sort of grim and I mean, not necessarily pessimistic, but sober about military affairs and society. Yeah, but you have, as you said, you have certain points in the movie that kind of are loose callbacks to the book. Um, some not even it was, some of yeah. them are like yeah. like yeah, you said like, like taking very specific bits of dialogue and just doing a totally different yeah like the high school classes that uh, were a big part of the flashbacks in the novel um, you see that in the beginning of the movie where the main character John or Juan Rico is um, kind of debating the ethics of the current political situation and that kind of that sort of mentality finds its way into the movie in addition to all the campiness and Neil Patrick Harris Nazi uniforms <laughs> yeah <laughs> SS uniforms yes. yeah 
Well, that's the that's the whole thing is a lot of the aesthetics of the movie are like very much yeah and i agree with what rob said it's not so much a satire of the book but it's a satire of like that like semi-fascist sort of military idealism of the not necessarily the book even but just in general but of something that something that pops up in a lot of different contexts uh in different societies throughout history i mean that sort of really simplistic grandiose depiction of of military affairs that's depicted in the movie, uh, even though it's not really what's depicted in the book, mm -hmm. is something that we see uh, repeatedly uh, in different times and places. So, although the the kind of touch points between the the book and the movie are sort of weird uh, and complicated, uh, the movie is satirizing something that's very real. So just just not the book. Yeah, it basically it took it basically took like some characters and some themes from the book and added in because it was like it was some other like also script that kind of like threw this made this like mixed thing together and like quite a movie which is like honestly it's still entertaining as shit. It's been twenty some odd years. It's still, yeah. it's still it is still like you know, the special effects are pretty good for their time. Yeah, They're yeah, not exactly. terrible for now. This is practical yeah. effects. I mean, that's why it still it still looks kind of good. Yeah, because it's not like all C like bad CGI. Yeah, and except th their computer screens. And, movie, yeah. which are definitely Windows 95. And it's kind Rob, of a... <laughs> Rob, listen, it's, 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 it's the future, not science fiction. It's practical, it's hard <laughs> right. to hack, because nobody. it's so old, nobody knows how to work with it. So, But there are some kind of... That's thing. the first explanation I've actually heard. There you go. <laughs> nobody Let's knows it. solve the puzzle. That's why our nukes still work with floppy disks, speak of the devil. But that, The devil is a floppy disk. The devil is a floppy disk. <laughs> but you don't know what a floppy disk is? Shame on you, read a book Ask Mr. Google. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but there are, like, even in kind of a jokey context of the film, there are certain themes that present themselves that are, I guess, are also in the novel. Themes like uh, moral decline leading to civilizational decline. Themes like uh, civil-military relations well, um, so and how that affects the, greater they, policy. Yeah. Well, though they don't really probe those. No, in it's, it's, it's surface-level like, in the movie. Yeah, they, They're given sort of token representation for about five minutes of screen time, basically. Yeah. Whereas they occupy like ninety percent right, yeah. of of the book in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. So I think one of the key premises of both that the book dwells a lot on, and the movie kind of like not necessarily gloss over, but it's it's an important part, but kind of side to the you know, the action story of fighting the bugs um, is this premise that uh, you know service guarantees citizenship. So. The political, I'll just give a brief rundown of the basic political structure and correct me if I'm missing some of the things from the book, but essentially uh, they have established a society that functions as a democracy and everyone has rights, but if you do your two plus years of federal service, and so the book makes a distinction that it could be anything from like going and like cleaning the streets. Working like that. in a mine. Yeah, working in a mine. It's not just military. It's not just military service. The movie makes it almost exclusive. It's, I mean, they say federal service, but they, they portray it as a, a military service. But um, that guarantees you the right to vote. And it sort of uh, hypes the premise that like you giving back to society and sort of working for the state, for the society in general, at writ large, uh, your contribution directly in that service gives you the right to vote. And that kind of, there's a debate whether... <laughs> Um, Henlon's own viewpoints are really expressed in the movie, or he's kind of using irony as a way to, or because because there are mentions of him book. in the book, yeah, um, saying you know they're like kind of laughing off the idea of this of 
inalienable rights or something like that and saying you know the only rights you have are the ones you're willing to fight to protect kind of thing and that's sort of what drives a lot of the militarism well it's interesting to note that Heinlein's description of his own sort of political perspective uh, over time tended to be uh, quite libertarian right rather than in any way sort of collectivist yeah but I mean I, th I think there there are times when critics of the book as with many things, have taken a, a philosophical novel, a fictional narrative that's meant to probe different possibilities and perspectives and viewpoints, mm -hmm. um, which the author may have varying degrees of sympathy with, and sort of treated it as equivalent to like a nonfiction treatise or manifesto yeah. of like, this is what I believe, and this is why, and this is how it works, and this is how the world should be ordered. And that's not how writing a novel works, right? Uh, quite frankly, let alone yeah. a novel unless that's supposed to be philosophically unless, reflective. Unless you're writing it for Reddit. Oh, no, unless you're right. Ron Hubbard. Excalibur. Well, but only once he's realized he could make a lot of money off it did he become, yeah. oh, wait, now it's a religion. <laughs> My, a, my summons is currently in the mail from the know, Church of Scientology main office. But no, the, the book is actually... I, I highly recommend the book for anyone who hasn't read oh, yeah. it. Uh, it's, Likewise. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's okay, interesting. I'll read it, I guess. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, it's, it, I'll only read the book once you get my two other ones back. Oh, yeah, I do. My, they, are, they are overdue. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be the Ryan Young <laughs> Memorial Library. Number one. These are very close <laughs> track of the finds. Yeah. yeah the Ryan Young, Young's Liver Memorial Listen. Library. <laughs> Listen, they're Star Wars books very important i get it yeah bloodlines was good i haven't read the other one but yeah yeah but one one thing that we started to kind of dive into a little bit is what i think is a really important theme in, in both the book and the movie which is civil military relations what's the relationship between the military and society at large and sort of the status of active duty versus retired uh or, or veteran military personnel in society. And it's, it's interesting because there are bits and pieces of that depicted in the movie, um, largely through sort of the lens of recruitment propaganda. Uh, I mean, the way the movie frames it is, like, they do lots of little clips from propaganda recruitment films trying to get anyone and everyone to sign up i would like to know more yeah. they're all kind of they're all a little ridiculous but they're also like, it's over the top campy yeah, yeah. It's, 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 not even, it's just like it's very much like 40s propaganda like not even just like nazi propaganda but also just like american even propaganda. ours yeah, yeah it was just, I, I, like, just missing the guy that says your country needs you i mean it's, it's well, today the <laughs> it literally says that it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a step away from being it's, that yeah like, it, it's it, it was the future version of but it, it just but got 90s uh, cgi graphics <laughs> right right but it's it's intentionally like that you know it's like like the the scene where you know the bugs send a meteor and it destroys Buenos Aires somehow from the other side of the galaxy. Listen, it's Rob, space it's, science. It's future, Just not science don't fiction. Think about it too hard. <laughs> but um, you should definitely not think too hard about the movie. That's what's getting us all into trouble. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but the, the part where yeah, this is what we call a rabbit hole. <laughs> you have the kids stomping on the cockroaches and the killing bugs, and they're like, "Yeah," and the woman, the teacher, is like, Rah! "Yeah," she's kind of losing it. It was like a whole absurd. And, and every every scene with the kids was just absolute gold well, it should have oscar giving them a, giving the, the performance yeah, yeah i want to play with the assault rifle Yay! yeah yeah it's like fighting over assault rifle and they're like handing out bullets it was really a, a whole thing and they have a child soldier at the beginning too oh yeah definitely well, like but the interesting like the jedi 
but an interesting like point of contrast is the movie's got this sort of just over the top campy uh propaganda thing whereas in the novel there are tons of touch points about them like trying to make it hard for people to sign up and easy for them to back out mm-hmm. and actively dissuading uh people from joining the military unless they are absolutely like sure that they're that they're really willing to do that to the extent that they've got this whole trope where they've got a a recruitment guy who's lost several limbs and both his legs one of his arms yeah Yeah, one of his arms in in combat and they've got him there at the desk at the recruitment center at the federal building uh with all of his amputated limbs clearly on display um basically there to scare potential recruits off from signing up and then the the narrator character runs into this guy when he's off duty this is Uh, in the book by the way yeah in the book runs into the guy when he's off duty uh elsewhere and he's got like top-notch prosthetics moving around walking around perfectly fine like no one would have known the difference without getting really up close uh, between him and someone who'd never had any medical trouble at all. And uh, Rico, who's the narrator character in the in the books, as opposed to just third person on screen, uh, the way he's depicted in the movie, uh, he's kind of flummoxed. And the, the guy la- kind of laughs it off and says, I mean, they don't make me put on the horror show when I'm off duty. The whole point is to mm-hmm. to scare people away from signing up if they're not really committed to taking the risks that military service involves and that kind of gets into this idea of the all-volunteer force which in uh, heinlein's day was it was not an all there was a draft there was conscription there was no such thing as an all-volunteer military and he was one of the first people to really put that into you know it's like we want people to be here who want to be here not you know draftees or oh yeah half-willing conscripts i mean another another the book came out in 1959 right Well, and another another great piece in the book. Um, so so Rico has officially signed up, and he is granted forty eight hours of leave to to go home, settle all of his kind of affairs, to get ready to ship off, uh, talk to his family, that sort of thing, and the and the. Uh, Military, I forget whether it was an officer or a, an NCO who it was, it was, was talking like, it was, to him. It was, it was the one, the desk sergeant, the same yeah. guy who was missing limbs. Just like sergeant, yeah. So, so basically, asks him. So, do you know what happens if you don't report back here in forty-eight hours? And he doesn't really know. And he asks, uh, "Court martial?" And the sergeant says, "Not a damn thing." Yeah. Huh. Like. You won't have you won't have a chance to sign up ever again. Uh, you, you you will have uh, blown the chance to to join the military and to get your full right of citizenship, but no one's going to come after you. You won't be a fugitive. You won't have any trouble getting a getting a job anywhere in the civilian sector at all. Like mm-hmm. no consequence other than. You can't go this route uh, because yeah. you've had your chance and you've chosen not to take it. This must have been mind-blowing in the late 50s, like height of Cold War America, where draft dodging was a serious crime that was yeah. a felony. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the book is, 
highly controversial overall. I mean, because well, I mean, even yeah. like articles written the last couple of years, people were just kind of like, oh, it's super like pro-military. Just like, oh, everyone, it's like like you know, it's over fascist. The top. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's a really simplistic look at it over, and you also not reading it that close. Yeah, where it's like, okay, it also federal service was again like we we mentioned before. It helps like, if you read the book instead of the spark notes. For the record, yeah, yes. I mean, it's it's an interesting read. I As mean, with anything, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. like, well, good. Oh, I was just going to say one of the other things that the the book and the author, I mean, sort of in the real world as well, kind of emphasizes, and you see it a little bit even in the movie where they're all like showering together. It's like, which, which is like a you know funny scene, but um, it's sort of the everybody's sort of equal. So like Johnny Rico is actually like there's a very minor part in the book where you find out like late that he's actually Filipino because you kind of expect you you it, I think most people would interpret him as like this like blonde white guy like he is in the movie. Yeah. But, but in the book, he's actually like, you find out later, like, Oh, he's, you know, he's yeah. uh, racism. Is not yeah. really a thing? Like he, women serve in the military to yeah, women, like, men, yeah. Um, all races, genders. Yeah. yeah. Well, not I mean, they, they, infantry. it's only men. Oh, really? But yeah. mo- in well, the book, the, the mobile book, infantry is, is only, it's a whole different only thing. Men, but there are no racial or class, uh, distinctions to participation and when it comes to the military at large uh, no gender distinctions either um, it's, it's interesting because the the book does not do a totally egalitarian turn on uh, on sex or gender roles but it it does it 50, kind it of the late 50s like. but it but it does much more than you'd expect for the late 50s oh yeah kind mm-hmm. of take a, an even turn on opportunities for military participation and leadership where mm-hmm. i mean like most of your your spaceship pilots and captains tends to be women tend to tend to be women right and not because of any sort of like traditionally stereotyped things but because like no they're like they're good at math and have good reflexes and that's who you want saving your your butt by positioning the ship in exactly the right way exactly the right nanosecond to get people safely uh, down onto a planet or up off a planet because they have skill and training. Yeah. And so they're considered in, in that respect very much as equal partners in a way that you would not necessarily have expected from a typical 1950s right. perspective. Yeah. And also the class angle was pretty interesting. Both, it's kind of alluded to in the movie, but I guess it's also in the books that, you know, there are two main classes it's citizens and civilians that's kind of it's how it's delineated and it's not about one is higher than the other one has it, it one has franchise basically they can mm-hmm. vote um and also that the class distinctions aren't sort of measured by wealth whereas you know johnny comes from a very wealthy family apparently both in the movie and in the book but he's put and, and in the his, same his, pool his parents aren't citizens his parents are not citizens and, but they're very success they're they're able to pretty much do everything except vote um, but he, I mean, like by, his dad, like own basically owns and runs a company, in, right? In the book, although it's not really fleshed out. To that was he supposed to go to Harvard in the book as well? Or yeah. Was that yeah? yeah okay, yeah. so like that was the plan. So yeah, and he because daddy can buy his way in. Yeah, obviously. which can which is <laughs> despite was his bad a thing math and scores. is still a thing. He's yeah. got a scholarship on the tennis team. Okay, <laughs> no, not the arena football team. <laughs> well, it was <laughs> in the movie. In the, the, oh, okay, <laughs> it was a tennis team. Yeah, but the idea that like wealth doesn't guarantee your class it's like what you do because he's i mean he joins the military out of high school and is immediately thrown into you know basic training for enlisted personnel where no advantage is given whatsoever 
pretty much. Yeah. And and obviously that's like pie in the sky, you know, yeah. idealist view of the way the world should be. But I mean, it's an but, interesting. So another interesting distinction though between the book and the movie. In the movie, he's kind of like this gung ho jock who, like, <laughs> wants to do this because he wants to show off, basically. For his girlfriend who um, leaves him. So, yeah. yeah. Whereas in the book... Audition for a Pantene commercial. Herbal essences. But in the... Johnny Rico says yes. <laughs> yeah, everyone in the movie is Trust like... Trust his Lots hair. of people in that movie. <laughs> Come on, you apes. Do you want to have dandruff forever? <laughs> <laughs> Head and shoulders. <laughs> That would only be funny to a certain amount of people. Uh, <laughs> ADK, have you seen the movie? But, you know, let's, let's kind of... Let's examine the tactics used in the movie. Oh, okay. Or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah what tactics right. used yeah, in so, the movie? Yeah, so Battle Kadathi, yeah. like the first one. Big K. Yeah, Big K. How does that start out? I mean... It was a boog. It was a... Why? Why was it... A human <laughs> wave. Human wave uh, attack. Yeah, Ar- it's arbitrarily like... Arbitrarily running oh, wait, so in we're, okay, vague we're talk- directions. Yeah, and... So, um, Nothing flying about... in real close formation over any aircraft. Yeah, you yeah. you have space. Why are your air, why are your spaceships all flying literally like next to each other directions to fly? Yeah. <laughs> like and and oh look, like anti air artillery coming from the planet. Oh no, our ships. Well, apparently Intel said it was supposed to be good, so it's supposed to be light. Yeah, well, yeah. You could be. Uh, you could chalk that up Neil to Neil Patrick a... Harris. Yeah, <laughs> Neil you're Patrick supposed to be Harris. a psychic. Yeah, he well, can friggin' read. Doogie Howser, well, that, motherfucker. That's, that's also... <laughs> <laughs> that doctor can't fix shit. I wasn't expecting that reference here. Nice. It's a good one. But like, um... This is a floppy disk crew. Floppy disk crew? No, like, um... That's a big, you know, big distinction, like, in, like, in the, like, again, in the book, in the movies, like, in the, in the book, like, the bugs, like, can use, like, they have their own kind of guns and have spaceships and stuff, and this, they're like, they're just really stupid bugs. We just gotta, you know... But it's like... They're really stupid, but they can able to throw a meteor. But they're from half across the galaxy to hit Earth. And they, but they mirror the book's kind of vision the of, rules of space collectivist, time. sort of vaguely referenced. Yeah, co- red, yeah, uh, red China, as they referred to it back in the day. Um, this kind of yeah, but but it's well funny. in the context of the book, it would be the Chinese hegemony. The Chinese hegemony, yeah, but it's There's not the so war wait, between wait, wait. the Russo-Anglo-American alliance and the Chinese right. hegemony, which, which was which is led by Mister Shithole. <laughs> But the, <laughs> the uh, oh my so, god that so just broke us. That, <laughs> it, we don't have to explain. That. Yeah, we have to. Explain we have that. to. Okay, so real fa- quick, real quick, go ahead, Captain. Yeah, go. so uh, I guess Facebook apologized today because uh, Google tra- or uh, Facebook translator was accidentally translating Xi Jinping's name into Mister Shithole. <laughs> I mean, it's better than Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Or is it? No, is it? Yeah. No. <laughs> not a positive <laughs> reference. <laughs> anyway, back to tactics. Oh, my God. Tactics. So, so, essentially, so the, the, the... Yeah, go ahead. The yeah. Gr- ground invasion was stupid. The ground Why invasion... Was was oh, it was, a, it was a huge fuck-up. And they actually, like, in the movie, they allude a lot to why like it's like oh you know overconfidence we don't understand our enemy we're just gonna go in mirror uh, imaging they do kind of learn Even. slowly i mean they yeah. still make dumb tactical decisions constantly but it's like oh we're not gonna do that we're gonna do you know future version of island hopping going yeah. from outer where the resistance yeah. is lower and creeping our way in planet Which to planet I, to planet i think using air power I, using creeping mobile infantry yeah, yeah. I, I think that's high i can't remember exactly but in so yeah they kind of touch on that in the 
in the movie, but I don't, it, instead of going for the most heavily defended, like in the book, do they? Yeah, because I know Heinlein served in the Navy during World I mean, War II. In, I mean, in the right? book, there is a much greater attention to sort of specific tactics and maneuver. Um, it's it's definitely not a have a mob of soldiers running in the same vague direction uh, sort of routine the way they do in the movie. There's there's much more of a, a sensitivity to tactics. Uh, and but it, I mean, there was still bad planning because like I think, but like it wasn't it wasn't as bad as the movie, which was just like okay, we just sent everybody in and it didn't work. The only was like lost three hundred thousand the first hour, oh, the first five minutes of Kundathu in, in the movie. Yeah. Although, I, yeah, I mean, there are like tremendous mistakes made at a strategic and tactical level in the book, but they're sort of consciously framed in the book in the terms of like real world tactical and strategic blunders that happen in real military situations as opposed to somehow we have this like technologically advanced militaristic society where we haven't taught like the most basic squad tactics to anyone for anything which is the way that it plays out in the book or excuse me in the movie uh the the book has mistakes but they're actual military mistakes as opposed to cartoon mistakes in the movie <laughs> which is what the movie is yeah like. i mean it's it's making fun of everything like, that's why they, you know, the next time they go out you know there's airstrikes, air airstrikes. Well, wow. so, so the main character in the book isn't doing triple backflips and barrel rolls through uh through the obstacle course and so they do <laughs> just to show jumping up. slam dunking his grenade <laughs> into the giant flamethrower yeah bug. no in 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 the book the one time that he really <laughs> like LeBron! In the book, the one time that he kind of like recklessly shows off in uh, in boot camp is when he gets whipped. Okay. So <laughs> yes, and and so in the movie, actually, well, I think that's satiring the general sort of overconfidence. And I mean, he, when you think about it, like this is like the the l- mid to late nineties when you know the U.S. is the sole remaining superpower. And I don't want to get too much. Ah, uh, Fukuyama but, was so excited. But, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> good old days. Is that like and fuck nerd? It, it's satiring, satir, satirizing this like idea that the the Terran Federation or the Federation. Well, I, I think it's like in, could, in the in the was the, hubris, had hubris. Yeah, in the movie, I think they treated them like animals. Essentially, like oh, they can't think that much. Like they're not, uh, like, they're not that. Oh, we can be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be fine. And then it turns out that wasn't true. And then turns out they like, got brain bugs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in the smart, some sort of smart bug. In the movie, they had basically <laughs> Fox and Friends pundits deriding the idea <laughs> that yeah. the bugs could have any sort of intelligence or direction. I find that offensive. Where, yeah. He even <laughs> wears bug bugs that think. They predicted Tucker Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> Where, <laughs> whereas in the book, he doesn't like, wear a bow tie anymore, so it's fine. <laughs> but in the in the book, they had a premise the whole way through, basically that like. Earth and humans knew that this was a strategically savvy opponent, yeah. and they were trying to figure each other out, even if the kind of on-the-ground units often only had a vague sense of how that game was being played at the higher strategic level and how what they did fed into it. There were still clear indications and discussions of the fact that that was a running issue the whole way through the conflict. And and also, I mean, in the in the movie, you sort of have this sense of this conflict came out of nowhere, and we have no idea what we're doing. Whereas in the book, this is this conflict is an escalation of years of sort of minor skirmishes escalating over time, where it goes from sort of basically not mentioned to a state of emergency to an actual war, 
and the whole way through there is a learning process involved on both sides of trying to understand and feel out the adversary and decide how much to escalate and how to read and provoke reactions from the other uh that's that's present in a much more distinct way in the book uh like most of the themes we've talked about yeah actually uh, the, 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 book the movie is like, which the, is the, well, the book trying is, to be a goofy satire yeah well, the, the the book is meant to be a serious kind of thing and, and like in, and the movie's it's, not. It's, the movie is a goofy satire. It's fun. It's They're like a, very they're, 90s. Their flag is, like, bright green and blue, and it's a half-airplane eagle hybrid. Like, as, like... The, you mean the future, Kevin. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's <laughs> The funny. inevitable product of evolution. <laughs> Robot birds. Airplane birds. So, I think we should end on the one real most important question. Is the use of mini-nukes a good idea or no? <laughs> Ah, the Davy Crockett's. Uh, yes. <laughs> Good times. Seemed, uh, well, radiation wasn't so much a feature in the movie. Yes, yeah, so, we, so we should be clear. They didn't really do a whole lot to They're clarify just exactly what was going on here in the, in the movie. But in the, in the book, they're very explicit of, oh yeah, like, our mobile infantry have, as part of their, uh, their kit tactical nuclear weapons that they're launching in the course of normal raids they also wear armor that prevents them from getting irradiated but the thing is they can't look at it directly they'll get blinded still so it's like you gotta be like not like don't look at it make sure no one else is looking at make sure no one's in range of it that whole thing like you know so yeah i think the different there's a different question like are they a good idea in space or future combat or how else are we gonna kill the bug menace which well yeah but so the way it's depicted in the book isn't for they're not talking about use in space. They're, they're talking, talking about, about personal ground, yeah, like crew about, served weapons. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, the opening... So the opening uh, portion of the book, I mean, this is one of the key differences... When they're capitulating their new friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah one of the key differences between the movie and the book is this third uh, civilization, the, the skinnies. Yeah. Um, and right away in the opening of the novel... Uh, Rico is part of a, a mobile infantry raid, um, which is, but he's but he's part of this mobile infantry raid where they end up using on the ground tactical nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. even as part of this effort to basically just wreck property uh, instead of seems uh, like overkill. Rake up casualties. Yeah, 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 you would think so. And so, I mean, you think about it but in that context. That's a <laughs> That's a very different question than uh, when they're talking about whether or not to just, like, saturation bomb uh, a planet that's right. totally controlled by the Arachnids. So I think you have to you have to think about, like, the time frame this book was written is, like, I, was just, I just Googled it. Like, when the Davy Crockett was actually, like, tested was mm-hmm. in the late 50s early 60s is when it was in development so this this is the time oh, yeah, when very much when from that threat tactical yeah. nuclear weapons sort of in a conventional war could yeah the understanding are. of the greater cost of using any nuclear weapons on the battlefield was a lot less than it is yeah. now i mean part of there's arguments made that hiroshima and nagasaki were demonstrate or demonstrations as much as they were actual battlefield weapons for they, political do they, game do they, trivial, so, do they trivialize the use of nuclear weapons does what uh, maybe, but it, 
I think you, yeah. the context is just yeah, yeah. and being like this see, see what we can do see what we can yeah. what havoc we can wreak you would you should you should be on our side I think yeah. the movie does it with like oh yeah we're just shooting a bunch of nukes all over the place yeah Nukem Rico yeah yeah the spirit of the movie in many ways so yeah, yeah. it sucked out his brains <laughs> like a straw. That's why they don't have plastic straws in the future. Very inefficient for <laughs> brain sucking. Your, you might lose your brains. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Personally, I wouldn't want to use a paper straw to suck brains. Yeah, that seems inefficient. It might dissolve partway through, and then you lose half the memories. It's, no. it's a whole mess. Yeah, fuck sea turtles. What? <laughs> but anyway. Any last, any last thoughts? Uh, what was the, what's that meme that it's like Rico looking in the shower, and it's like, uh, you put something, and it's like, people are worrying about this, and we need to remember the 300,000 mobile infantry who died. Well, and... good, good death, yeah. Pour one out. Yeah. One out. Never Pour forget. Pour out your blue milk. It's different science fiction. But... <laughs> Tomato, potato. Yeah. <laughs> Don't substitute those in your recipe. What's your, major... so... What's your malfunction, Rico? <laughs> Such bad dialogue. If you <laughs> disable its hand, it cannot push a button. <laughs> are we just staying close to the movie now? Like, yes. This is, is a, these, these are my final thoughts. It is uh, a very well-written dialogue yeah. in every part of the movie. Snubbed uh, okay. at the 1997 it's, Oscars. It's well-written in that it's bad. And I think that's... It's, 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 it's purposely satire and funny and bad. It's, it yeah, is I, what it I is. imagine just like being in the mid-90s in the writer's room and just being a writer and looking at my partners being like, you know we're getting paid to write this shit, right? That was after like, snorting cocaine. <laughs> well, yeah. that's what people did. Nineties. It's in the nineties. Yeah, we're it was, talking it was Hollywood more, here. Certain it things wasn't, uh, persist. It wasn't yeah. much more wholesome in the nineties than it was in the eighties. This was peak Robert Downey Jr. era. Remember? Oh right. Hmm? Yeah. he's a person. He could have been Starship Troopers. He wasn't on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I mean, my last thoughts would just be one. Like something smart. Hopefully, keep in mind that the gulf between the book and the movie is huge, uh, and the book is m- much more uh, interesting and thought provoking. Although the movie still makes good entertainment. Yes. Um, so if you haven't read the book, I recommend it. The other thing I would say, uh, as a theme from the book, is whenever you look at military or strategic uh, conflict of any kind understanding the difference between the perspectives and experiences and a frame of reference of people on the ground from people in a planning room somewhere uh, is huge and you should never neglect that uh, particularly if you're commentating on or participating in those planning room conversations uh, keeping those on-the-ground perspectives and experiences in mind is huge and underappreciated in the way that in media and in policy discussions, we tend to discuss these topics. Yeah, seems. Would you like to know more? <laughs> Why, yes, I would. Now, I mean, the only thing I can say is um, definitely watch the movie and, and read the book. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it'll make you think. The, the book, not yeah, the movie. Yeah, the movie, the movie is, is good, harmless fun. Or hard yeah. hold, depending on as long as you don't expect the, too much. Except yeah. for the 300 brave mobile infantry soldiers who died 000. on... 300,000. Not 300 million. <laughs> and and the, the millions who died in Buenos Aires. And... Yeah, pour one out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks. That was Never almost forget. dramatic.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's say thank you, baby, Ron. <laughs> Ouch. Their flag is like bright green and blue, and it's a half airplane eagle hybrid. Like as like the you mean the future, Kevin? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> the funny. inevitable product of evolution. <laughs> Robot birds, airplane birds. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a pause after that at all. No, I, was, I, was, I thought he was going to say something. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I, I thought like, he was too for some reason. <laughs> Lex, you're dropping the ball again. Uh, you, lean back, you lean back in. I'm going to cut all this out. But you lean back in. I was like, right, he's got it. He's going to say something. I'm like, oh, he didn't. What do I have to add after robot birds? <laughs> I don't know. I How can you follow that? Could have been a robot chicken reference. Could have been a robot chicken reference. Right. So I think we should end it on the one real most important question. Is the use of mini nukes a good idea or no?